it's Melissa, and welcome to my podcast. Welcome back. It's been a while. Um, so you are currently listening to no intro. There's no music right now. Um, I just transitioned over to a Mac. I had a PC before, and that had all of my music, and I knew how to use that. And now, using a Mac, I'm using a completely different app to record. And so as I am figuring these things out, I'm sure they will smooth over. But I figured I'd show up here today because it's been quite some time and I definitely have a lot of things that have happened to me and yeah, just kind of giving an update on motherhood. So today is May 4th. Um, Currently it is a Wednesday. I will say that since becoming a mom, or not since becoming a mom, since my son Forrest has become more aware around of the world around him and more active and crawling around, um, my days and even like the times kind of like blend in. And so I find that sometimes I don't even know what day it is. And luckily, I have a calendar to tell me when I have work and when I don't have work. Um, but also, I had an unfortunate event, and I'm sure that client might be listening, um, that I missed like a full day of work because I completely forgot what day it was. And that was um, the beginning of a pretty wild week. So right now, if you listen to my voice, yes, I'm a bit stuffy. Um, I have COVID. Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel like, you know, the everyone is so afraid to have COVID, which, you know, I feel that is a very valid fear, especially because it can be so debilitating for some people. You know, I'm one of the lucky ones where I just feel like I have a cold, like I feel sick. Um, and so I got tested. Well, the whole story is, or let me just go backwards. So I got tested on Monday because Sunday evening, you know, I was sick. I've been sick even before that for a while, but something just felt a little bit different um, on Sunday. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if I have COVID because I had been exposed, me and baby Forrest had been exposed um, a few days ago. And even though I had also taken the test on, I took the PCR rapid and the home on Friday and they all came out negative, but Sunday it just felt weird and off. So I went, or first I took a home test at home test, came out positive. And then I, I knew for sure that I was sick, but just to like, again, make sure I took a rapid and I was like, you know what, there's no need to do a PCR because I don't need to tell, have like three tests tell me that I'm positive. And so it turns out that I am COVID positive. And so I think, because we got exposed, um, so it was Monday, uh, May 1st, I think, uh, that I, uh, the results came out positive. So three days prior, it was negative. And we were exposed to COVID on Tuesday that week before and you know during that week I actually had a cold so I've been sick for some time now so I I I feel like I've been sick for almost two weeks now but I think what happened was it was a cold you know and then when I started to feel better I got exposed to COVID and then I think that later turned into COVID 
So that's been my two weeks. Um, and I think, you know, I've never been sick this long. And I think I was also, again, you know, I'm not getting much sleep because my son Forrest is at a phase where he's going through some separation anxiety, but also teething. His teeth are starting to pop in. Um, and also he was sick with croup. And so like, it's been a hot mess because, you know, we're all sick here. And like, I also had to take him to the ER, um, at one point. So that was scary. And so with all the ER doctor trips and me not being able to sleep, I could see why I got sick and why I, um, wasn't getting better soon. Um, so fingers, legs, everything crossed, hoping that I will feel better in a few days. I am also supposed to go to Tampa, but at this point I feel like that's unlikely to happen, which disappointed because, you know, I haven't left New York in a while. Um, and it would be really nice to just get out and be somewhere else with my son and just, you know, have a good time. But as life is, you know, it always throws you challenges. And I will say that, you know, the past two weeks have been really, really difficult for me. Um, but I think this is where I really, you know, this is where it really shows how much work that I've been doing on myself, or at least just upkeeping with my self-care. You know, it's really easy to to meditate, to work out, to eat well, and to go to sleep early when you're feeling good, you know, when everything in your life is all right. But to do all those things when you're not feeling good and you have another human being that you can't control isn't feeling good, you're not getting any sleep, um, it's really hard to do that. And I will say that I, you know, super mommed it because I, I made sure like, even if I didn't want to eat, I made sure that I ate so that I had the energy to, you know, take care of Forrest. You know, I made sure I went to sleep at a decent time. You know, I've been sleeping like 8.39, you know, so that I have, again, enough rest to take care of Forrest, but also myself, you know, um, during the day while he's napping, I'm not feeling like death and I'm able to, you know, do the things I need to do for work or, you know, get a little bit of movement in, meditating in and, you know, those kind of things. And so, and the fact that I was able to keep up with that and still, you know, and also eat like pretty well, I'm pretty proud of that. And I, and again, like I was saying, it just shows that all the work that I've been doing is working because it's hard to know, you know, when, things are great, you know, you don't really notice it, but when shit hits the fan, that's when your practices, your routines, your rituals, whatever you want to call them, your self-care routine, that's when it really, like, shows up. That's where it really, you know, that's where all the magic happens, like I was sharing on Instagram. Um, and not to say that I went through the whole, like, two weeks thinking, like, this is great and I'm great. No, there are times where I'm just, like, why me? This is, you know, shitty, like life sucks. Like, oh my gosh, I'm such an idiot. You know, there was a lot of that too, but I was able to like wake myself out of it because I used to have that tendency where if I had those thoughts, I would get lost in it. And then it's like no end from there. 
So I was able to, you know, uplift myself and just keep myself moving rather than, you know, crawling into a fetal position and saying, I give up like I wanted to at some point. Um, but, and I think that's also where the real growth happens because now that I've been through all this, I also know that having a child, this is not going to be a first encounter of this type of challenges or this type of challenge. I'm sure there'll be plenty more and which kind of scares me. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, I'm just like working that muscle, being able to remain as clear headed and as calm as I can be during stressful times. Um, and again, it's not like this idea of being perfection, but just, you know, knowing that you can get through it, that you can handle it, that, you know, yeah. So that is where, that is what happened in the past couple of weeks. <coughs> um, I think prior to that, you know, I was still, you know, I, I think I did feel that um, sense of like losing myself. Um, you hear it a lot from new parents when, you know, a child first enters their life, like the first few months, first few years, the entire, like everything you do is for the kid, about the kid. And, and it should be, I think it should be in a big part, but I think, you know, we should also make sure that we still continue to have some part um, in the daily life, you know, meaning like, our needs, um, the things that we need to do to really keep us grounded in ourself as an individual is really important because I'm more than just a mom, you know, like prior to being a mom, I, I was a movement coach, you know, I train people to move their bodies, help them to move their bodies, get more confident with moving their bodies. You know, I, I was also a yoga teacher and I really loved, you know, um, hosting and holding space for a meditation. And I love to listen to music and dance around and read, you know, like those are the things that make me me. And I didn't want to lose all that. And so I made it a point to throw that in there and make sure that those needs are being met. And it's, and I'm not going to say it's easy. There might be some days that you won't be able to, like if the baby's sick, for example. I'm just going to take a sip of my um, cacao here. Um, if the baby's sick or there's an emergency, obviously, you know, you have to adjust your schedule and energy to what is most important. And that's, that's one of the biggest teachings too, being a parent, not only making sure that you're making and holding space for yourself as an individual outside of being a parent, but also understanding and embracing the idea of uncertainty, you know, the unknown and being open to open, open and flexible, you know, and so we're not so rigid. Um, that's something that I still am learning to, um, I don't want to say cope with, because I think, you know, having structure is important, but I think it's one of the things that I can loosen a little bit. 
because having a baby and then, you know, trying to keep the baby on schedule and, you know, being so rigid all the time, it's almost impossible and you'll just drive yourself insane. I think now I have like a soft schedule, like, you know, there are things I want to get done around a certain time, you know, um, especially on days when I don't have a nanny. And so that's another thing too. I haven't had a nanny for like six days. So, you know, the more I think about this, I'm just like, wow, I'm, I'm, I can't help but to like pat myself on the back. Uh, it sounds like I'm just being very, um, what's the word? Um, I don't know what the word is, but you know, I, I think in the past I would feel like a little, like I'm, you know, shamelessly like plugging myself, but you know what? I, I think it's great. I think I should because I deserve it. Um, and so yeah, this idea of flexibility and openness. But it's funny because as a mom, I keep saying, oh, as a parent, you learn this and you learn this. But in my perspective, I mean, some people can disagree. I feel like having a child only reminds you of the things that you really need to work on. And it reminds you of how precious life is. And it only reinforces everything before. It's not like, oh, now that you're a parent that you do this or you have to do this. It's like, no, now that you're a parent, it's like, oh, yeah, you haven't been doing this. You're really not that great at being open and flexible, you know? So I don't think being a parent is like a like a stage in your life where, like, it's like, oh, my gosh, like, everything's so different and I didn't know these things before. I mean, you might have not known these things before, but... I think a child just reminds you of the things that you need to work on. You know, you know that saying where they say the world is a mirror to you or the relationship is a mirror of your inside, right? So your baby, your child is the most intimate relationship you have. And so that is a full-size, big-ass mirror shining in your face 24-7. And so, you know, he really shows me my strengths, you know, what my possibilities are as an individual, but also definitely, you know, points out the flaws, not the flaws, but the weaknesses that I have and that I need to focus on and that I, ha that I hadn't before. And so, um, yeah, I think it's been quite an interesting experience. And now that I'm saying that, I'm like, oh, I'm like, this kind of sucks. Now I have this mirror in front of me all the time. So I'm like forced to work on myself all the time. Um, <clears throat> all joking aside, though, um, I think that's what it is, you know, when you become a parent or yeah, when you become a parent or any new relationship, and I guess more specifically being a parent because it's like a little new human that doesn't know how to like interact with the world. So you're starting with like a blank slate and it's really teaching you how to respond to the unknown. And so that's like the biggest test you'll get. And that's why people say being a parent is extremely hard. And I will say that being a mother... Maybe not, I might not speak to like the entire population, but I would say overall in general, I think being a mother is the hardest, has it harder, you know, um, because there's just that relationship that a dad won't have with the baby, you know, as a mother, 
you have a baby in your womb and you carry the baby for nine months and, you know, you thought about the baby, you know, all throughout your pregnancy and now the baby's here. And so there's this intense bond, whether it's like immediate love or it's like a slow, gradual towards um, loving the baby. There's no right or wrong way. I think the process of that relationship building only really draws deeper roots. And so it it's much more challenging as a mother to, um, yeah, as a mother. And I will say that, you know, it's just kind of crazy to think that this time last year I was, you know, like just waiting for him to come out and so excited. And now he's like a full human being, you know, he is growing so fast and developing so quickly and all babies do. And I think babies are also not only our mirrors, but a reminder of how quickly life goes like with or without you. Like if you don't want to change, that's fine. But everything around you is going to change. Everything is going to move forward. And so if you decide to resist and stay there, then, you know, that's your choice. But I think he reminds me that there's so many ways to expand and grow and it encourages me to do the same for myself. And yeah, it's fun to see him develop. I will. And another thing is like, you know, um, watching him and really seeing his personality develop because I don't know what the, you know, there's all those sayings out there where if you were really grumpy or if you, you know, were really stressed out during your pregnancy, your baby is going to have like a bad temper or whatever. You know, there's all all these old wives tales. And I realized looking at Forrest that each baby does come into this world with their own personal individual personality, either likes and dislikes. And I think it has nothing to do with like, you know, how you were feeling. I mean, to a point, right? Like you obviously want to be healthy, eating well, and like not as stressed. But I think we have no way of controlling what the baby is going to come out as, you know? Um, I mean, though I was stressed, I definitely feel like I took really good care of my body and I meditated a lot. And this boy is just like, uh-uh, I don't want to meditate. I want to flip over, turn over. I want to crawl as fast as I can and bump my head into things and cry about it. And so, um, yeah, he's a pretty wild one. Um, but I think, you know, he's definitely learning from watching me. He, and it's funny, like, um, like I was telling somebody because they saw a video for us like picking up the foam roller that I have and like peering through it like a telescope. And they're like, oh, that's so funny that he does that. And I'm like, yeah, because he watched me do it. Because like when I used to play with him, I would do that. But I hadn't done it in a while. But then he started to do that. And I'm like, wow, he remembered that, you know. And so there are little things that he remembers and little some of the things he rem- remembers, I'm like, please don't remember, please forget. Like now he's learning to open everything up. And so, um, I'm like, please forget to know how to open these things. So 
that is mom life. Working out, let's talk about that. So, you know, there was a period where I was in a funk. I I want to say that it was probably postpartum depression. Um, I wasn't officially diagnosed, but I found myself, it just felt really hard to do anything for myself. I was literally just like waking up, feeding the baby, changing the baby, waiting for the nanny to come, then doing work. And then after, if I wasn't in sessions doing work, I would do like other work, paperwork, researching stuff on forests and the doctor's appointments and all this other stuff. And it was just like that, like on repeat. And, um, I didn't feel like moving my body. I didn't work out and I wasn't meditating. And I realized I hadn't been meditating. This was, we're in May. So I think it was the month of like end of February, like into March. And then April, I uh, snapped out of it and started to meditate and do the movement challenge. And then I got hit with the sickness. But um, I found it really hard to show up for myself. And, you know, I think that's also another example of Sometimes you need to process your emotions and sometimes you just need to rest. And I think that's what I needed. Um, But I'm glad I got myself out of it because I think, you know, if you, there's a point, right? Like I was saying, like I was going like probably like four or five weeks without doing it and I didn't feel good, you know? Um, And so you know, when you're in something like that, I think that's when, you know, it's really important to find help and support. And so I picked up therapy again and found a therapist. That was a process. The one I have is okay. We'll see how it goes, but I'm still like sticking with her and just seeing how it goes. Went back into journaling and, um, I had some counselors that I was able to talk to through a program called Avail, um, it's a nonprofit in New York City that helps um, pregnant women's women and mothers. You know, they offer like lots of great free programs. If you're interested, um, you can shoot me a message and I'll give you the info. But um, was talking to the support people there, and so from there, I was able to like you know pull my head out of water. Um, I also feel like, (coughs) you know, I think now I understand the whole idea behind um, being around people that really believe in you. And I'm not saying like I didn't believe in it before. Like, you know, I would always tell people like, yeah, you can do it. You have to put the work in and you can do it, you know. Um. And I think I always geared more towards not you can do it, just do it, you know, just do it. And and if you're not doing it, then obviously you're not trying hard enough. And now, you know, I think very differently and I am very appreciative that I'm now open to accepting that kind of support, you know, where people are telling me that I can do it. Um, I will say, being a single Korean-American mom, you hear often you can't do it, um, that it's too hard. Like, mm, 
I love my parents and I know that they love me unconditionally too. That's something that's like a brand new thing for me. But, um, you know, one thing I always hear is like, it's hard, isn't it? And it is hard, you know, but I think sometimes telling someone that it's hard, you know, it, especially if they're in it, it's, it makes it doesn't really help, you know, but when you can say it's hard, but I know you can do it, which that's something that I got from that nonprofit organization avail, like the advocate that I spoke to Jen, wonderful, wonderful person. She like literally saved my like entire pregnancy. She was there with me throughout the entire journey, but she would always tell me, she's like, it's hard, but she's like, I know you can do it. You know, she's like, you can do it. You know, you're strong. It's possible. There are other single moms out there supporting their children, more than one children. If they can do it, you can do it. Like hearing that actually helps more in a time when you're really like struggling. And I understand, And but I understand because I was this person too. So I'm not like trying to, you know, say these people are bad, but sometimes when you're just not aware, you don't know, right? What you don't know, you don't know. But, um, you know, telling people like, oh, no, it's hard. Like, you, you know, you're going to have to do this and this and this. It's going to be a lot of work. I used to think that was beneficial. But now I realize like, no, sometimes when you're like in that low space and you're just trying to keep up, what you need is a boost of energy. Boost of energy meaning like that person believing in you. Because I think this idea of belief um where belief can really fuel your intentions. It could also fuel, it could fuel everything because beliefs are energy or thoughts are energy in our bodies. And those thoughts and beliefs create a physiological, you know, change or physiological state in our body. And so being able to tell a person that they can do it, like trust, you can do it if you can tap into their mind and really make them believe that they can have that physiological state of change where they can actually do it. Because honestly, I feel like anyone can do anything. If you want to do it bad enough, you can do it. It's just about believing in yourself and having the tenacity and the patience, right? Because I feel like if you approach anything, you're just like quickly doing things, you know, and just like th that's not going to get you anywhere. But if you have the tenacity and the patience to keep working, quietly working, then you can do it, you know? It doesn't matter what it looks like on the outside to other people. If you believe in yourself, you'll get there. And so I think that you know, that's an important part, a point, um, important point to make, man, that was like a tongue twister for me. Um, and so I feel not feel, but now I believe in the power of thoughts and beliefs and which is coming at a timely manner. Cause I'm bringing because I've brought a human being into this world, and I want to make sure that Forrest knows that very same thing. 
And right now, verbally, he, you know, I can't really relate to him, but I also want to, you know, be able to, like, be the role model and actually do that. And that's, I think, you know, the power of belief. And also, I think the way that you keep that tenacity and the way that you are able to keep going is that not only believing in yourself, but also knowing and embracing the mistakes that you make that come along with it because that's the process if you make no mistake then then you know you're not going to reach the goal that you want to and if you're not making any mistakes clearly either you're doing the same thing over and over again or you're not doing anything and so I think that's another thing I've like I mentioned, I love routine. And before Forrest, I was always on a routine. And I now see how my routine, though it was like, you know, not that I was in a bad place before, you know, I relatively ate healthy, I was fit, you know, I took care of my body, but I realized I was doing the same things over and over again. And yeah, I had some tools that really like helped me. But I wasn't moving further. Like I, I felt like I was like the same person for a lot of years until now. Um, and so I think being able to, yeah, know that making a mistake, trying something new, trying something that, you know, you think is not quote unquote you, um, will only make you stronger, you know, I used to be that person where I'm like, I only do these things because that's like something that I do. I don't do that. I mean, there are still some other things that I don't do, but those those are for different reasons. But, you know, things that will serve my highest good, things that will help me grow, things that will help me push my body and mind to be stronger and healthier, you know? And so that is something that I am learning more. And I feel like, you know, every time I do like a update on this, especially, you know, update on me being a mom, now it's 10 months. Oh, no, it's going to be 11 months on May 20th. But um, I keep thinking, I'm like, I'm learning so much. Like, this must be it. And I know that's not it, but it just feels like it in the moment when I say it. But now I'm just like, oh, my gosh, it's like it keeps going and literally keeps going and expanding. And that's the amazing thing about it. If you're really conscious and aware of, you know, what is happening in your life, you can see like the amount of opportunities of growth and all the wonderful possibilities that can happen. And so I'm kind of in that mindset, even though I'm sick with COVID. Um, And I am, yeah, so, so grateful. And it's weird because it's been a really rough past like two and a half weeks, I think. But at the same time, it's also been great because I've gotten like small little opportunities here and there that's really kind of given me a boost and support. Um, for example, like tomorrow, like I am doing a meditation for, uh, IBM, uh, women at IBM. It's like a small, uh, it's supposed to be a small group, but it turns out it might be like hundred plus people cause it's remote, 
but I get to, you know, hold space for all these amazing women that work at IBM and run, you know, give them the experience of meditating. And so I'm so grateful for that experience or that opportunity. And so like that came my, my way and, and, um, and yeah, I will be doing it tomorrow, even though I have COVID and even I, though I have no nanny, because I think that also shows, you know, as a single mom or even just a parent, you know, if you're quarantining at home, like this is life, you know, you should be able to meditate. Like if I can meditate with a kid, then, you know, then you should too. But it's also like, I want to break the idea of what meditation is for people. It's not just like sitting by yourself in stillness. You know, it's really just about being fully present in the moment and in your body um, and just being able to appreciate the things around you. Obviously, I'm going to give them a little bit more, but I think, you know, the whole point of meditating is that especially a self practice of meditation because you can't every meditation is not going to be like wonderful. You know, I think the self-practice, I mean, I think um, when it comes to self-practice, it's more about just strengthening that muscle to be able to focus and stay present because, you know, we are in a culture and society and a world that, you know, largely lives off of planning our days, you know, in advance and doing processing, you know, information. And so we're constantly doing that. And the time to be present is so minimal and we need it so that our bodies and minds can recharge. And yeah. And so that is, that is that. Um, what else do I want to update you guys on? I guess that's about it. Um, you know, I am currently taking, clients still. Um, right now I have been taking more meditation clients. The meditation sessions are only 30 minutes. I won't say only 30 minutes as opposed to like training sessions that I would have with my other clients. So I have a mixture of clients that I would do an hour. Um, I offer as a movement coach, I'm a yoga teacher. I am also an animal flow coach FRC mobility specialist, and also a personal trainer. So depending on what the individual comes to me for, and if I am able to do it, then I, with the tools that I have, then I provide that. So there's some clients that I have where I only do yoga. I have some clients that only do meditative practices. I do, I have another client that does a mixture of like meditative and body scan work with me. Um, and then some that just do like personal training and you know, to each their own and whatever they need at the moment. Um, and if I can provide it, that's what I do. So, um, yeah, if you're looking to just have someone guide you through your health wellness journey, I am here and available. You can always reach out to me via email and on Instagram, and I'll have all the info below. Okay. That is all. Have a wonderful day, evening, week, and I will pop on here next month. Yes. All right. Bye.